Hey guys, we're back on episode number seven, still here with Dr. Caitlin McSturdy, and we're going to dive right back in. It's funny that you mentioned figs. Like I'm a huge figs fan and I, I don't know if I, I think I've seen you on, on Twitter and I'm not that active on Twitter just because I feel like medical Twitter among the many social media aspects of medicine, med Twitter feels a little toxic. Um, it's just like a, I mean, Twitter is a strange uh, social media platform. Um, but it's just comical to me that there's, um, you know, when, when you're in residency, there are very few things that you can do to make yourself comfortable throughout the day. And I see some older attendings and I, I get it. There's a culture of, of, you know, selling yourself out on social media for like a pair of scrubs. And I think that younger generation of med students, um, because I think I got onto social media a little bit earlier when not everyone had a, you know, was taking pictures of their notes and stuff and posting on social media, but I got in a little bit earlier and it's easy for me to say like with an established following, like, you know, don't focus on the social media. Um, but it's kind of in, in my mind, one of those things where if you can afford a comfy pair of scrubs and you want to wear them to work, go for it, treat yourself. I mean, don't like treat yourself too much. Um, yeah. cause at the end of the day, the scrubs in the hospital are certainly free. Um, yeah. but I wanted to pivot that to how you use social media. Um, again, I know you're a D1 or X D1. I feel like once you're a D1 athlete, you're always a D1. It's not like <laughs> you, you still got it in you. Um, and I My see knees that a lot don't of, say the same thing, though. You what? My knees don't <laughs> feel the same. Yeah, that's when you know you're getting older is when you don't have a left and a right. And you got like a good and a bad. That's when you are like, I, my favorite thing to do is like make old, old man noises whenever I get up, like, oh, oh man, that's, you know, but I, uh, my, my point being in a roundabout way is how do you, how do you use social media? And I, uh, you know, what do you tell uh, med students or interns who are interested in social media, whether it's what I use it for, which is eventually to try to educate patients, connect with other people, kind of do what we're doing, which is humanize medicine a little bit, show future and current interns that like, we're just people. And I always feel like if I can do it, like then anyone can. Um, but how do you use social media? And what advice would you have for anyone who's thinking about starting their professional life with social media? Yeah, so it's actually interesting that you asked this because I recently gave our med students fourth year class, the capstone lecture on social media and medicine and just the transition from being a, a med student on social media to being a doctor on social media. So I feel like uh, I was actually like relatively prepared to answer this question. <laughs> um, I think it really depends on what platform I'm using personally. Um, like you said, I have a presence on med Twitter. It's not very prominent because I don't tweet that much. And I think a lot of it comes from my own imposter syndrome. I think most of the accounts that I follow and the reason I use med Twitter is for a learning tool for myself. And so I feel like I'm learning from a lot of fellows I'm learning from a lot of attendings. I follow a lot of journals. And so I feel like since I have so much to learn yet that like my, I guess my medical opinion isn't necessarily valued in, as someone in training, which probably isn't necessarily true, but that's like my own imposter syndrome getting at me. So I think I use med Twitter more as a learning tool for myself than I do to do any like promoting or educating or, you know, helping coach IMGs. Um, obviously for Instagram, that's completely different. I use Instagram mainly for coaching IMGs and helping them get residencies and not only just IMGs, but I've had, I have tons of pre-meds who've reached out to me on just how to I get into that. medical school, and 
move spots. General application advice. It's being annoying. <laughs> and then I've had a lot of like, in, like in, especially this year, interns who were, you know, about to start residency and they have no idea what it's going to be like. They really just, like you said, they want to see like, what is residency actually like? Can you be a human? Can you still have a life outside of medicine? Like, can you like do all of this research and work all of these hours? And the answer is like, yes, but it's, it's kind of about conveying that to people. And so I think that's what I mainly use Instagram for. I am trying to start using it a little more for med ed, which I knew is what what people tend to use my Twitter for, but I think I feel a little more comfortable um, with Instagram because I already do have a presence and I already do have a bunch of followers who are med students, pre-meds who are looking to learn the information and review it anyways while they're mindlessly scrolling. So I think that's why I feel a little more comfortable with the med ed um, aspect of Instagram. And I mean, at least for myself, I think I learn a little better like visually and auditory than I do by reading and med Twitter is of course a lot of reading. I mean, there's pictures too, I guess, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's just like how I learn. And so hopefully I can help other learners who learn the same way as me. Yeah. I, I, I kind of uh, mirror kind of what I, I agree with everything you said that I feel like on Twitter, I don't like using it. Cause just like you said, you know, what am I going to do? Post a cardiac case. Like there's, there's the people who's, who wrote the books on Twitter. Like, what am I contributing? But it's really nice to see, you know, sometimes people really interacting with one another and trying to find your level and your contribution of like, what are you going to do? And I mostly, I don't know, I, I kind of lurk on Twitter because I agree. I use it so much to learn and I still follow a bunch of internal medicine, nephrology, like neurology, like stuff that I just wouldn't have access to. I remember we were having, I remember my program director showed us a random EKG and it was a spike and dome helmet. And it was like, a med, you know, you can see it with um, metabolic arrangements and he pulls it up on the, in our, um, for like a random trivia. And he's like, guys, what is this? And I pull that out of my back pocket. And I'm like, oh, that looks like spike and dome helmet from what metabolic. And he, if you can imagine, they don't see me always as the smartest one in our fellowship and everyone turns their heads and they're like, what the hell, how did you know that? And I was like, oh, you know, I was, and i tried to play it off really cool. And I was like, oh yeah, I was just doing some reading in my free time but like literally you had just like been scrolling on twitter aimlessly and was like huh cool ekg but so i love using it to learn and i feel like you also just got to figure out who your audience is and that's where there's some accounts on social media that i don't like and i don't follow because content isn't for me like i don't need a motivational uh you know post about you can get into med school or the mcat la 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 i'm like this post wasn't for me. Just move on with your day. And yeah. I think people forget that there's people on the other side of the screen. Uh, and you need to be careful with what you put out there uh, all the time. Um, I'm going to end our first session. And I'm so thankful and happy that you could officially be our first guest. Do you have any parting wisdom, anything interesting that you learned uh, recently that you want to share? Let's see things that I recently. Sorry to, sorry to put you on the post. I, I put do, you they, on the do they have to be related to medicine? No, not at all. I prefer to learn something outside of medicine. Okay. So did you know, you've lived in, you've lived in New York City before, correct? Ish. I'm happy that my persona has, has. We'll continued. pretend. <laughs> I lived in, I lived in Brooklyn during med school. So I technically. Oh, that counts. 
yeah, that's fine. I sing and I pretend sometimes. <laughs> but the New York City subway system, the MTA, right? So they, they have one big system now, but they actually used to be three separate systems. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually how the trains are labeled is by their old subway system. Like the one, like the <laughs> F in the G, like is there a reason that the F is so terrible? besides just yeah. location or is it just I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to remember the exact details i know so the the irt is the one that that runs usually through manhattan and i think those are all of the number trains yeah, like and then it's like the time. former half of the alphabet and the latter half of the alphabet used to be oh. two separate lines as well and it has something to do with brooklyn i think it might have been called like bmt brooklyn huh. transit or something yeah so Moral of the story is that now it's one big system, but it used to be three separate ones. And then MTA bought all of them and now they're all. That's why it runs so efficiently these days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for uh, being our first guest. Um, I hope that we can have you on again sometime soon. And uh, good luck to you on week number two and a half, three on uh, being a senior resident. (laughs) All right. Uh, Stop. Oh my God, I would be so pissed if I didn't record that.